So we are starting a series of conversations around the promises of God. This is a series of conversations that I believe will be very simple and yet incredibly significant for us in a season like the one we are journeying through. And when we speak about the promises of God, we are talking about the unchanging guarantees that God has made. We are talking about the declarations that the living God has put the weight of his name and reputation and glory behind. As long as I am God, these things are going to be true. And last week for Easter, we looked at the ultimate example of this in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because death and the grave and the Roman Empire and a legion of soldiers all ganged up together. And yet with their collective effort, they could not stop Jesus from rising up from the dead because God had guaranteed that that would happen. And I don't know about you, but in a season of instability, in a season of uncertainty, I could use some guarantees. I don't know what you are building and banking your life on, but I dare you to build on something that is backed by the full weight of God. I dare you to cling on to something that God stubbornly refuses to let go of. So welcome to this conversation around the promises of God. And as I think about the many guarantees that God has made to his people, this one towers above the rest of them, especially in a season of instability, in a season of uncertainty. Now, let me just put this out there. This is not one of those rah-rah promises that you're going to want to tattoo on your pinky. This is not one of those that we typically make into bumper stickers. But when I think about the promise I want my life to be built on in a season like this, when I think about the guarantee that I pray you will build your life on in this season, this one towers above them all. And I'll tell you what that promise is right after this break. Nah, I'm kidding. But 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 really, when, when I was a kid, I don't know how you rolled when you were a kid or how you roll now if you're still a kid, but I had an extremely overactive imagination. And uh, unfortunately, one of the byproducts of that was that, man, I was prone to just extreme and exaggerated imagery in my mind. So I would watch an episode of Scooby-Doo and I would be tormented with nightmares because of the way my mind tended to work. One of the most vivid memories I have, though, was of a show I saw one time. And in that show, there was the freakiest, most powerful evilestest witch character and she had the most haunting of eyes and all it took was for me to see that one time and I suffered some terrible night terrors. I would wake up in the middle of the night in a full sweat convinced that this witch lady character had broken into the house. She had tracked me down and now she was out to get me. I would be freaking out 
And the only thing that made sense to me was to get up out of my bed, make a beeline to my parents' bedroom, and then just beg and bargain with good behavior to just see if I could you know, convince them to let me sneak into their bed and try and go to sleep that way. Or at a minimum, just let me hang out in the corner of your bedroom. Now, I don't want to throw my parents under the bus on the internet, but let me just say that uh, my success rate, it was, it was a failing, it was a failing grade. Um, but on the couple of occasions that I remember that they let me do this, I would curl up in their bed and I would go right to sleep. I thought about this, by the way, as an adult looking back. And, you know, one of the questions that I've asked myself is like, wait a minute. Bless my parents' heart, but what exactly would they have done if indeed this freaky, powerful, scary witch had actually broken into the house? Now, if they're watching, they can feel free to answer in the comments section, but my guess is we would have just freaked out together. But at that time, it didn't matter. All that mattered to me was that I was near the strongest people that I knew. If you ask me, the chief promise of God is the promise of his presence. If you ask me, the chief promise of God to his people in a season like this is the guarantee of his nearness. It is the assurance that the strongest person we know, scratch that, the strongest person imaginable is near us. The assurance that in the darkest of hours, in the brightest of days, the presence of God is where you are. In the certain times and in times when life feels unpredictable, God is there. When you wake up and life feels like a waking nightmare, God is in it with you. And you don't have to make a beeline to where he is because he has already made a beeline to you. You don't have to beg him to be with you because he is already with you. When I think about the chief promise of our God to us in this season, it is the promise, the guarantee of his presence with us. And I'm telling you, if the strongest person imaginable is with us, then I think our souls can rest a little bit. Our hearts can relax a little bit, even in a season like this one. And here's how the author to the Hebrews says it. This is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. He says, keep your lives free from the love of money. And be content with what you have, because God has said, here it is, 
Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Never is such a good word, by the way. Now, I'm going to admit that I misuse this word a lot at my house, and so do a couple of my teenagers. You guys never let us do anything fun. I misuse it in my marriage occasionally. We never do anything spontaneous anymore where we just get up and just go somewhere. Well, A, um, that's not true. And B, we have like 1,400 kids. That is not entirely legal. Some of you use the word never, and it's kind of funny. I never normally post like this on social media. Mm. Well, when God uses the word never, you've got to know never means Never. In fact, if your Baptist sensitivities allow it, I would encourage you to circle that word in your Bible. Never. And if you need a theological definition for the Greek word for never, here it is. Never means not ever. Also, see terms such as under no circumstances whatsoever. Also, ain't gonna happen. Come on, somebody. I dare you to write in the comment section where the devil can see it. Never means never. Never means never. And for some of you, I believe this is what the Spirit of God wants to convince you of in this season. There is nothing that can possibly happen that will remove the presence of the living God from your life. This is an unconditional promise. Well, what if I lose my job? Never means never. But what if schools don't resume when we hope they never means Never. But what if this pandemic gets worse? I'll be there too. Never means never. Nothing can happen to change that. Oh, and by the way, there is nothing you can do to distance the presence of the living God from your life. You don't have to bargain with him. You don't have to barter with him on good behavior because never means never and not even you can change that. Whoa, you don't know me though. I've been cooped up in a house with my kids. I love them, but it's been a minute and I may have said some things that are not very Christian. Never means never, but I struggle with feelings of fear Never means never. His presence will not leave you even in the seasons when you feel fear the most. Well, I've been a little bit generous with myself on the wine front. How about never means never. Nothing you can do, nothing you can feel, nothing you can struggle with that is going to distance the presence of God from your life. Come on, somebody. Never means never. And I'm just asking, do you believe that the presence of the living God is with you right now? and will be with you no matter what happens, and will be with you no matter what you do. Never means 
never. Look at the way Moses captures the same promise of God in the Old Testament. This is Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. This is so powerful. Be strong and courageous. That's difficult to do in a season like this. Can we be honest? Do not be afraid or terrified because of them or because of it. How? Listen to what he says. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm telling you the unconditional promise of the stalkerish presence of the living God in your life is a game changer. Listen to me when I tell you the antidote for fear, the antidote for terror is not positive thinking. The antidote for fear is not a shifting or changing of the circumstances around us. The antidote for fear, according to this verse, is an awareness that the presence of the living God goes with me. Never means never. How do you start to find fear lessening its grip in this season? It's by believing God is with me. And when someone stronger than everything that could possibly threaten me is with me, I might be okay. And I might find myself living with a little less sense of panic. Never means never. And this promise, I noticed, I don't know if you saw this too, it's not just an antidote for fear, it's an accelerant for your faith. It serves to push our faith forward. Because what would deepen this sense of courage in us? What would deepen this sense of strength in us? And again, I don't know about you, but in this season, we could use a dose of strength. We could use a dose of courage to do the things that God is calling us to do, to be who God is calling us to be. But that doesn't happen again because we are thinking positively or because the headlines have shifted. It happens because we are claiming the promise that God will never leave. And I'm telling you, if we believe this to be true, we can step into the stories of others and lend courage and lend hope because we know the God of the galaxies is with us. Do you believe that? Nothing will settle your heart more than believing God is with you and will never leave your side. And if you're a follower of Jesus, do you believe that to be true? Come on, somebody, tell your soul and tell the devil in the same breath, God is with 
me. Come on, speak to this season and remind it that no matter how bad you get, God is with me. Come on, announce to the fear as it creeps in in the middle of the night. Do your worst. Someone greater than you is with me. And and if this is going to, to become a reality that we build our lives on, I just want to make a couple of really simple recommendations. I don't know if I said this, but this conversation is going to be really simple. Here are a couple of simple recommendations to help seal this promise even this week. The first is, is what I would call a promise placement, promise placement. Um, Write down this promise or download the, the graphic that will make available to you and put it somewhere where you can see it on a regular basis. Matter of fact, I would encourage you to put it in places around you where fear may be prone to creep in. Maybe in places or rooms in your home where you tend to feel the most anxious. Place his promise there so when you get there, you see it and you're reminded of this unchanging guarantee that the God of the galaxies is with you. Maybe post it on your TV where you're prone to watch the headlines. God is here with me. Come on, somebody. Maybe place it on your grocery bags. Because when you go out shopping, you start to feel and put it there. God is here. God is here. Put it on your face mask. It doesn't matter. God is here. Put it on your dining table where you do your e-learning. God is here too. Put it on your social media page. Maybe where you go and people are posting all kinds of terrifying things. God is Here, I don't know where you need to place this promise so you can see it. Come on, put it on your mirror. So when you wake up in the morning and you're looking at yourself, you see the promise. God is here. No matter how you feel, no matter what this day holds, God is here. I can't strongly recommend enough promise placement. Put it on the hospital bed. God is here. Put it on your calendar. Tomorrow, as your way of saying, and when I get there, God will be there too. Where do you need to place this promise as a reminder that God is with you? And by the way, how awesome would it be if you posted a picture somewhere for the rest of us to see where you're declaring the presence of God is real here. The presence of God is real here. What an encouragement that would be for the rest of us. And the second recommendation I would make is promise proclamation. Promise proclamation. This is huge. Whenever you walk by and you see this promise, say it out loud. Say it for your soul to hear it. Say it for the devil to hear it. Say it so your fear can hear it. Say it so this season can hear it. God is with me. Or maybe you're writing somewhere never means never. 
but there is power in proclaiming out loud the promises of God and saying it over and over again over your kids' rooms, saying it over your friends. God is here. I may not feel it, but I'm going to say it still. And can I just pause really quickly and say proclamation is so much more powerful than feeling. And if you're anything like me, sometimes I struggle because I don't feel the presence of God. And if I don't feel the presence of God, is God really with me? The goal is not to feel the presence of God. The goal is to believe that what he said is true. And a powerful way to do that is just proclaim it over and over and over again. We want to believe and bank and build on the promises of God. And a great place to start is to place his promises where we can see them and then proclaim those promises over and over and over again. And here in a moment, I'm going to to pray for us. And I would invite you to carry on this, this conversation with others. Maybe join an interactive group if you're not a part of one, or maybe start this conversation with folks. We're going to put the questions up on the screen so you can work through them with other folks, reminding each other of this chief promise that God is with us. So let me say a word of prayer, and then we're going to sing a song Together. Father, thank you so much for this incredible promise that you are with us regardless of the season. You are with us regardless of what we do. And the antidote to our fear, the fuel for our courage, is believing that the strong God of the galaxies is with us. So help our hearts in the places that we are struggling to believe this so that we can build and bank our lives on the promise of your presence. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.